Hi, welcome to the Real Real Estate Show on WTBQ. This is Liz Ridgeway, and I'm with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. I'm a licensed real estate salesperson, work out of the Goshen, New York office and the Wyckoff, New Jersey office. And I'm here today with my co-host, Suzanne Germany, and I'm an associate broker with Better Homes and Gardens in the Goshen office only. Liz is duly licensed. I'm duly licensed. I run between states. Um, And then we're here with our special guest today. We've got Mike Van Mansart with us from Hudson. Hello, how are you? And uh, we're going to talk about some mortgage information today. Uh, Among some other things, we're going to have another guest in the office too in a little bit, uh, Diane Marr from uh, our Goshen office, who's our um, our manager, and uh, she'll be in maybe the second half of the show to discuss some other things. But for now, um, we just thought that maybe Mike would talk to maybe some of the jobs that come from a real estate transaction. When somebody's buying a home, um, a lot of jobs are created. Um, a lot of jobs, but we figured we'd touch on maybe the jobs in mortgages. And I just wanted to point out that Mike was great enough to be with us last week also, yes. and we talked about how the shutdown is affecting um, jobs and mortgages and what's going with the VA loans and veterans and uh, USDA and everything. So uh, Mike did a great job on that show. I thought it was oh, really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah and so. obviously everyone knows that the government is still shut down. So Yeah, yeah. you know, and I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Changed. I thought it'd be done by now. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was hoping. Oh, what are we, 26 days now? Yeah. yeah, something like that. 26, 28, we're really into it. Um, I don't know what the goal is, but whatever. <laughs> we got to get it going I think here. the wall is the goal <laughs> that they're yeah. holding out for. I know, um, and then there was a sh- there no plane to go to trips over East. The Trips are all canceled. It's just crazy. Yeah, your we, mind's spinning when you yeah, just watch. Yeah. almost like turn off the TV. I know. I can't watch the news anymore. Point. I really yeah. can't. I know. It's just <laughs> too stressful. Sometimes it feels like it's a mortgage transaction that we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy. I mean, Mike did a great job last week when we were talking about it. It was. It's not just mortgages. It's, it's oh, the it's restaurants. It's down. Yeah. yeah. It's the restaurants. It's it's just so much. I was happy to uh, see though that you know we discussed a little bit about the credit and what the implement implications are of people's credit and missing payments. But from what I understand, some credit card companies are saying, you know, if you're unemployed right now because of the government shutdown, we will defer your payments for you. So that's a huge help because you miss one payment on a credit card and you're you're down 20, 30 points easily, you know, depending on... It is good to see that. Yeah, exactly. And then take note of those companies that are doing it because... right. I mean, everyone that is furloughed right now should put a call into their credit card companies and just ask the question. Because I don't know which ones are, but I was just happy to see that some are doing it, you know, so it's worth a call. I mean, what's the worst that they're going to say, you know? Totally. And I wouldn't imagine that they're going to say no, truthfully. I just, it's bad business, I think. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I agree. No, the whole thing is just bad, you know, bad. so. So we'll talk about where people start off really in the process of home buying Mm -hmm. and that home purchase starts with getting pre-approved and what you do, um, your title is uh, loan officer. Yep. Correct. I mean, you guys really are the driving force. A lot of our business, as you know, is based on referrals. So when the realtor reaches out to you or when the buyer, I should say, reaches out to you, then you guys call us. I mean, you are the beginning, you know, if, if you look at anything, it's always you guys start it, you send it to us, and then we kind of take it from there. But yeah. you're right. There's a, you know, tons of jobs created by buying a house, really, right, is what it comes right. down to. It's not just the mortgage part. Yes, there's pieces that, you know, we employ underwriters, processors. We don't employ appraisers, but they are, they do have a role, obviously. Process, yeah. yeah, they're they're part of the process. So, so I was, um, you know, I, of course, I'm losing my train of thought. But um, as far as the... Um, I really lost my train of thought. <laughs> I can't, that's all right. I can't even no, flub right. it. I had it. I had it. And now it's gone. But we'll discuss what It'll a loan officer does. So initially. Oh, I know what I wanted to say real quick. I'm so yeah. sorry, Liz. No, go ahead. Is that when buyers come to us and they say, oh, I have a, I have a pre-approval from something.com. It's like, listen. Oh, yeah. You know, you, we've got these mortgage brokers that are in, in, you know, whether they're in-house or not in-house, you know, we want you to use someone who's tangible, somebody who you really can communicate with and get to know and understands you and the process, um, you know, just because the dot com so many times we've had so many problems with, you know, with exorbitant closing costs. I had one 
really nice guy got a special loan for physicians, but at the closing cost, his closing cost went up, I think, $12,000. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was. It, it ended up being on a $405,000 house. His closing costs were $27,000. It wow. was shocking. It was a special loan for doctors, and I think they thought, we got you coming and that going. That is special. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty special. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, crazy. No, a lot of the times what I see with the internet, you know, banks, so to speak, is that they're not familiar with this area, and the biggest thing, they're... They're notorious for underdisclosing fees, and that's to get the business in the door. But when you get to the closing table, there's a big surprise. You know, you have to pay these taxes at closing, you know, because the title company says that you have to. And yeah. a lot of times they're not familiar with how business is conducted in New York, you know, or in right. Orange County especially. So there is that, you know, it's great that you're, you're on paper, your fees look very low, but truthfully, you have to be realistic, you know, and there's a good portion of taxes you pay at closing in New York state. You guys know yeah, that absolutely. Right, right. more than any other state from what I've seen, you know, and I've lent in almost 50 states and you know, you can close in a coffee shop out West, but out here there's three hands in the pot yeah. and there's three yes. attorneys. Yes. <laughs> I do like our attorney process here. I feel there's a little bit of a protection mm-hmm. and I do like, I know you're in Jersey where there are no yeah, attorneys. No, there are attorneys in Jersey, South Jersey. They close with title companies a right. lot. Oh, so that's North a difference. Jersey, they do. Oh, but North good. Jersey, we're pretty, pretty close to up here. Um, oh, okay. The way they handle. All right. That's good. Yes. Yeah, so I've only bought in South Jersey. So yeah. Yeah. So you had a title company closed for you. Right. Correct. And didn't need an attorney. Right. But I do like the attorney taking over the legal kind of part of it no, I because I don't like want to steer somebody wrong. You know, whether yeah. purchase this I always this defer to an attorney if they have a certain yeah. question. I'm just like, just, you know, ask your attorney. I'm not. <laughs> right, right. So, totally. Yeah, it's it's better to do that. Right. I agree. So as, as a loan officer, you kind of take the person from the beginning. Hopefully you get the person from the beginning and you keep them through the entire process. But one of the things you do is you pre-approve people so that they know, are they credit worthy mm-hmm. uh, from the beginning? And if so, how much? credit. So yeah. what's that kind of process I mean, like? The common question I, you know, one of the first questions I get is how much house can I buy, you know, based on my income? And I always just turn that around. I say, how much do you want to pay? Cause you could make X amount of money and buy a half million dollar house. It doesn't mean that you want a mortgage on a half like million that. dollar house. So then you back them into, no, you back them into yeah. what's they're comfortable because when you actually start looking at these houses and taxes are 10, 12, 13,000, you know, they're looking at Zillow and thinking, oh, that's what my mortgage is going to be, you know, and they're only counting the mortgage part. They're not adding in the taxes and the insurance. So that is a PMI, huge thing. Right. So, yeah. Well, right we, there, the taxes start, could be a thousand exactly. a month. So we start from the back, so to speak, and then work forward and, you know, kind of just go, all right, well, give me an idea of what you want to pay. And then once we get that number, then we can determine if their income qualifies enough to, to meet that. And if it doesn't, then we have to say, well, realistically, you need to be down here, you know, or right. up here, whatever the case is. But yeah, I mean, that's the initial review. It's always a conversation. It's an introduction to the process, what to expect, what areas they're looking in, kind of get an idea of what they want to put down. I I like to ask what their all in is, because a lot of times people just say, oh, I want to put 10,000 down and that's what I want to use. But is that everything that you have? Because if it is, then we need to structure this with a concession or I need to get you some lender credits to help with some of the other costs, because it's not just a down payment. You guys know that. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, I know. And, exactly. Um, I also want to ask, because I know sometimes Hudson United, who you work for, is um, offers, you know, um, you know, $100 gift card for a second look, things like that. And also the difference between a pre-approval and a pre-qualification. Um, Pre-qual is basically just me talking to the per- I've never done it. I don't do pre-quals, really. Okay, I've mean, so been do doing full this too approval. long yeah. to, to waste anybody's but time. But I don't think buyers understand that. They're like, oh, I got this piece. Well, well it's really not as in-depth as it so needs to be. So a pre-qual, I can speak on the phone with someone and say, all right, what's your income? What's your assets? What do you want to buy? How long have you been at your job? And I can say, all right, here here you go. You can qualify for yeah, that. Looks like you could afford this Yeah, much. looks like you can afford yeah. a pre-approval. I review their credit, you know, I see their income with paycheck stubs, Mm -hmm. W-2s, we make sure that, and I look at their assets to make sure that they have enough money to close or figure out what we need to do to structure the loan, you know, to meet whatever they do have. But um, yeah, so that's a true pre-approval. We run it through an automated system. Um, Not only do I look at it, but we have an automated system that basically says, yes, Mike, this person is good to go. And um, we work off that. And then that's basically what... You know, I can play with the numbers up or down depending on, and it'll either fall out of tolerance or not, you mm-hmm. know, based on that approval. All right. So we're coming up on our first break. 
Um, and when we come back, we will discuss what you do after you pre approve somebody and who you hand it off to in that chain um, of the Once mortgage they've selected process. A house. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. After they've selected their house and whatnot. So we'll get into what you do after your pre approval when we get back. You're listening to WTBQ, 1110 AM, 93.5 FM. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time homebuyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. Hi, this is Suzanne Dermany, an associate broker at Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty in the Goshen office. Whether you are a first-time buyer or relocating or a seller, rest assured your journey will be a memorable learning experience. For more information, please visit my website at suzanne.dermany.randrealty.com. S-U-S-A-N-N-E dot D as in David, E-R-M-I-G-N-Y dot randrealty.com. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. This is Clark Howard. It is a complete utter total ripoff you're going to be paid a pitiful number of pennies on the dollar and totally eat up your future clark howard weekdays from one till three wtbq i'm gonna make this place your Hey, welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show on WTBQ. This is Liz Ridgway with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, and I'm here with my co-host today. Suzanne Germany with the Goshen Office. And we've got our special guest in the office today, Mike Van Mansart with Hello Hudson, again. Hudson United. And uh, he's going to talk about a little bit more of the upfront mortgage process um, after he's pre-approved somebody and they come out shopping with us uh real estate agents mm-hmm. um we find a home and then we they get started back with uh mike they'll go back to their loan officer um and you'll start asking them for certain documentation contract being one of yeah, them yeah depending on how long it's been we typically will ask for you know if it's been 30 days i'll need to get an updated paycheck stub because everything usually expires in 30 days we want to make sure we have the most recent documents when we submit them but yeah, if they've selected a house, chances are that you guys have already set up the inspection or done the inspection. So then it goes to the attorneys. The attorneys sit down with them. And at some point, I will see the partially executed contract. You know, obviously, we we do require a fully executed contract, but I like to see the partially executed one just to get an idea to make sure nothing's changed in the negotiations. If you guys change the purchase price or the down payment, I want to make sure everything is exactly... Right. As we originally submitted it. And sometimes right? things do change. Yeah, yeah. No, they you know, do. Quite often. And this radio station um, covers like the northern New Jersey, maybe Sussex area in New Jersey, and also here in New York. Um, and the process is a little bit different regarding contracts there. Here in New York, we, um, you know, we get a approval Um Everybody says, yes, we're in agreement. So we've gotten approval. You're going to purchase the home, do your home inspection, and then we'll have the attorney write up the contract. In New Jersey, it's contract first when, you know, our our deal gets approved. We have a meeting of the minds, and then we do the home inspection. So a little bit different there, but really... Nobody can really start their mortgage process fully until they get that fully executed contract to their lender. Yeah, I mean... We can use partially executed just to get the ball rolling, but there it will never clear to close without the fully executed contract. It's going to be conditioned by the underwriter. But yeah, in, in New Jersey also, you guys select a date right then. It's like closing date this day. In New York, it's on or about. So, you know, on or about whatever, 45 days, 60 days, whatever the attorneys decide. But for the most part, yeah, I mean, once it gets to that point, that partially executed contract comes back to me. I review the information again, meaning, you know, the 
the paycheck stuff, make sure everything's up to date, and then we submit it to an underwriter. Now, we already have an approval in my system. Like We know that this loan is going to be approved, but what an underwriter does is he or she is going to be the one that signs their name on it and says, we will vouch for this approval. And then they, they will also take the approval that came from a computer and put it into a nice formal commitment letter, which is what all the attorneys chase, right? Which means we're going to commit to lend this person the money based on what we've seen. Right. So now when you get the information, the pay stubs and whatnot, the contract, you gather that information and then you hand it off to the processor? Yeah, we have a processing department that then transfers it over to an underwriter. We're many underwriters. Like I'm just not you know, going to sign my name at the bottom right. as an underwriter. But for the most part, we are underwriters. You know, we see everything that an underwriter is going to see. We try to scrub it top to bottom just as scrub they would. Yeah. yeah, I like that about the process that you guys really are kind of micro analyzing everything. And you have great words of advice to, as far as what the buyers need to do and to keep it moving forward. Yeah. You know, I think it's a, it's great. Well, there's good loan officers and there's bad loan officers. <laughs> yeah, that's for There's sure. the loan officer that'll take the documentation and like just, you know, send it off to the processor to worry about whether, you know, did that loan officer look at the pay stub? Mm -hmm. Did they really see what the person is making and calculate it? Because at some point in the process, sometimes it happens that it gets to underwriting and this is not an approvable loan. Now, how did that happen if everybody along the chain was right. doing their job proficiently? Um, so there are, you know, I mean, yeah. sometimes it does happen. No, I just heard about somebody, somebody in our office had a deal fall apart about a week before closing and it's because they couldn't afford the house. I think, how is that possible? Yeah. yeah. You know, well, we everything... were talking about that before we went on air. Oh, okay. There was a, a lender and they said, no, this cannot close. And it was right before the closing and that left the buyer in a real state. Yeah, because sure, they probably sure. have, you know, the moving trucks on the way. They're yeah, packed the whole up. Trickle I mean, down, everyone yeah. is, you know. That the, seller has their next place. It's a exactly. whole domino. Exactly. Yeah, it is definitely a domino effect. So it is something we do mini underwrite, but there's always going to be something that could come up, you know, right. on title or an issue. I had one instance where MLS was wrong on the taxes, and mm. we were basing, you know, the pre qualification or the pre approval on those taxes until we got the title report that showed what the true taxes were. Mm. And their DTI went up. So that's an issue that you see. It, you know, it's why it's important that not only look at, you know, the MLS listing, but also the taxes and public record. But right. not all the time is that available. When you have a new construction deal, it's not on there. Oh, so yeah. we're going right. off proposed taxes when the buyer adds, you know, some additional items, sure, some sure. high-end items, items right? or <laughs> taxable yep. items, and their purchase price goes up, and now the taxes go up. That changes the whole thing. That so it's finished definitely, basement, yeah, exactly. <laughs> finished bonus room above the garage. That's all taxable. Yeah, well, so even sometimes, though, you, even as real estate agents, we can look at the taxes and say, ah, yeah, I don't think so. That doesn't sound mm. accurate. I looked at one recently. The taxes were, it was a, actually, it's a house I'm showing for the second time tomorrow. They have them down a beautiful house in a beautiful area, an older home being fully renovated. They have the taxes at 7400 And I said to the buyers, I said, listen, <laughs> it's most likely they're going to be fourteen. Yeah. Because once the town gets a hold of this beautiful home, they're going to up the taxes. So I, I'm not trying to be a naysayer, but you need to be aware that the taxes that are here will most likely will not be what will be when you purchase. I, I had one recently in Newark that the taxes, and I looked up, I, the agent sent me the listing. It said 1300 in taxes for a condo. I was like, that is just so mm. low. I can't believe it. And, you know, Newark in certain areas, certain pockets, there's like areas where the taxes will be that low. So I'm like, I just don't believe it. There's something is wrong here. And I looked up public record, scrubbed it. Yeah, sure enough, 1300 bucks. Then we get the title report. And there's an abatement from the seller, oh. and the taxes are seventy three hundred. It didn't kill the deal, but wow. it, you know, it changed obviously the buyer's payment, and it's stuff like that that you don't see right, right in the beginning. That you have to just, you know, go with your gut and go. This doesn't seem right, right. And make sure that you prepare for what could happen when the when the title report comes in. Also, yeah. sometimes I know with myself if I'm looking at the taxes and I'm in a hurry, I'll look at them. I'm like, okay, those are the taxes. Yeah, they're pretty accurate. And then you want to go back because you never know is, gosh, they're an older couple. Maybe there's a veteran or yeah, maybe there's, there's senior a senior citizen deductions. discounts. Was there's it combat, agricultural non-combat, stuff. agricultural, so many things, so many variations. Yeah, totally. So, um, so goes, underwriting, yeah. It goes to processing, <laughs> then it gets put together, and then it goes to the underwriter. Now, 
what you're all looking at when you are looking at these things are guidelines that you all adhere to. Okay. So from the beginning, you're looking at the debt to income ratios and, you know, how they get paid and all that kind of stuff. And the processor is going off the same guidelines. So you guys ultimately send it to the underwriter who makes the lending decision. Correct. Yeah. Um, puts their name on the AOK yep. or declines it, God forbid. Um, but you're working off the same guidelines. Yeah. And then the processor basically, the processor becomes the communicator with the client. I'm, you know, I'm always the forward facing person. I'm the one to hold their hand and answer any questions. But when the documents are getting gathered after, you know, there's a decision made, the processor is usually the one that reaches out to the client and says, Hey, we need to get, you know, just an updated insurance information for whatever insurance company you're using or, um, an updated bank statement, things like that during the process. So they're basically the middle man mm -hmm. or woman, so to speak. So can I ask where... Where are those underwriters? Like, are well, they it like in so we have... Montana, <laughs> or like all together in a cluster? Where are they? It depends what bank, you know, right. they're... But the, are they at the going. banks or at the more... Not necessarily. So we have processors in-house and we have an underwriter um, in-house at Hudson in Nanuet. Um, but a lot of the times with our lenders, they're, you know, underwriters are in South Carolina or, you know, there's some in Michigan. So they are spread out. Um, so it just depends, like... A big bank like a Bank of America or Chase, for instance, may have underwriters somewhere spread out through the country. Because wow, <laughs> wow. really, I mean, the job now, everything's telecommuting, right? So yeah. they can do, they can underwrite a file from wherever, essentially. Um, it just helps really to have underwriters in this area because they know what this what what this community entails, right? They know what to ask for. It's kind of, they're more familiar with New York, New Jersey, this tri-state area. Sometimes when you get an underwriter in California, they don't understand what goes on, what what's everything in here. So we constantly have to push back and say, listen, you're not asking the right question here. And, you know, it's just being in this industry for 13 years, you kind of know what exactly to push back on. Some underwriters right. overreach and it's like, no, no, you don't need that. <laughs> you know, exactly. oh, wow. so we do have to push back and that's and our job. And you can question the no, underwriter you to can. totally. Yeah. I had a file where the underwriter was adamant that a third party verification that they did showed a foreclosure and I looked at the approval and I said, I don't see it anywhere on here. And I had to get the VP of underwriting on the phone and say, listen, this is what you adhere to, to approve this loan. This is what, you know, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae ultimately are the buyers of all 90% 90 90 of loans in the country. So we all adhere to their guidelines, yes. right? If I have a Freddie Mac approval that says, I don't need that documentation, mm -hmm. then you as a lender <laughs> need to yeah, accept uh, what I'm yeah, telling you. <laughs> should be asking for it yeah, and exactly. making it subject to that. Yeah, totally. So it's it's all about uh, education too. Yeah. You need to know your guidelines. Um, and it's all about um, working comfortably with the banks that you deal with, because you're a brokerage. We do both. So we're a lender and a broker. Yeah. And you've got the, the money to be a, a lender too. Yeah. So yeah. we do the same thing. It's a correspondent lender. So we'll, you know, basically underwrite the file ourselves and essentially it will be sold on a secondary market to a servicing company, you know, mm -hmm. like the Mr. Coopers, the, you know, the, the other servicing companies out there. Okay. I didn't know that. And that's really great to know. And sometimes if you hold it in house, you can forego some of the guidelines uh, because you're not selling it to the secondary market. It's based on risk level, yeah. Portfolio so some, yeah, the portfolio. Loan. So the the smaller lenders, like in this area, they'll portfolio products. They'll offer products that you don't typically see, mm -hmm. you know, from the mainstream banks, right? right? So kind of the cookie cutter, or not cookie cutter, the niche products, right? Yeah, so, like those self-employed. Yeah, those are out there. Um, and things you like know, that. unfortunately, we don't do many of those, but they are out there. All right, so we're going to take our second break and listen to a word from our sponsors you're listening to wtbq the real real estate show on 11 10 a.m 93.5 fm when we come back we'll um hear from our office manager diane marr who's here in the office and a little bit more from mike stay tuned This is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. 
Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Hi, this is Liz Ridgway, a licensed real estate salesperson specializing in the Orange County, New York, and Bergen, Passaic, and Sussex County, New Jersey areas. I'm an expert in helping my clients find their dream home and will further assist with the best attorney, mortgage, and inspector referrals to make the process a stress-free journey. I'm located out of the Goshen, New York office and my Wyckoff, New Jersey office. Visit me at lizridgway.randrealty.com and get your boxes packed. WTBQ a bitter cold start to today. It'll be mostly sunny with high only struggling to near 10 or 12. Then tonight, mainly clear skies at the lows 0 to 5 above once again. It'll stay blustery, so the wind chills will still be rather high. Then for tomorrow, look for sunshine and not quite as harsh in the afternoon with a high of 25. Clouding up tomorrow night as the milder air works its way towards us, 15 to 20 still. Clouding on Wednesday, a mix in the morning, changing to rain in the afternoon as we head to near 40. I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist Tony Salimo from the WTVQ Weather Center. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. I'm your co-host, Suzanne Dermody from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty in the Goshen office, and I am with Liz Ridgeway, also with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, um, both in the Goshen and Wyckoff, New Jersey offices. Yep, and we are actually here with Mike Van Mansart. We're talking about mortgages. He's from Hudson United, and we also have Diane Marr. She's our office manager in Goshen. And she's gonna talk about uh, being about being a real estate agent a little bit later in the show. But right now, Mike is finishing the Am process. Am I still running with it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, well let's go we'll almost at the end there. So we went through underwriting, right? We got up yeah, to the let's underwriting say we got an point. approval. Um, we can skip. A, I mean, there there is obviously steps that are happening in here. You know, the attorney that the buyer met with is ordering title. Um, we need to see that in order to you know issue a loan clearance so municipals yeah municipals they're going through that process you know at loan submission you know we are ordering the appraisal that's what's going to give us you know the home value make sure that we're lending on something that's not we're not lending more than the home is worth right, right. so that's really the next step that's always the big you know whenever a realtor calls me it's when's the appraiser right, when's the right. appraisal calling or you know so that's always the next step so you know i actually had an appraisal the other day and the appraiser was saying that she heard or was reading that they're looking to cut out appraisers that they're going to take averages from is if you heard anything about that? um i mean in truth there's a lot we have a lot of data throughout the country right. you know that's what and she was saying. basically if depending on what the down payment is and the risk level right. to the lender, I do get appraisal waivers on a lot of files now. So it's basically saving that we always give the buyer an option because, you know, hey, you want to make sure you're spending what this house is worth, mm -hmm. right? And you're not overpaying. So we'll always give them the option. But if we get an appraisal waiver, it's basically saying, hey, we have enough data on this property. We don't need the appraisal. So do you, does your client want to save $500, you know? Right. Um, yes or no. And we can either order the appraisal or not. It's up to them. But yeah, there is a lot of data out there now. There's always there's always going to be a need for an appraiser, though. Um, you know, just... I think to, so, you know. Depending on down important. payment, yeah. Yeah, and well, right. And there's appraisers for other things outside of mortgages, right? Correct. Divorces and things like that. You need an appraiser for things of and that. And that's on specific types of loans. You're never going to eliminate that for a government-insured loan like an FHA or USDA yeah. because that's very safety-driven. So an appraiser is not only there to assess value, he's making sure that there's handrails. You know, he's making sure there's not chipping paint, stuff that's a safety concern where the government says, listen, we're not comfortable insuring that loan. Right. So that's, it's always going to be a role there for those type of loans. So, yeah. <laughs> right. So kind of the underlying thing of our talk today was jobs, right? So mm -hmm. we had a loan officer, a processor, an underwriter, an appraiser. You mentioned an attorney. attorney yep. um, Who orders title through a title company. There's a title clearance officer. Mm -hmm, There's, mm -hmm. there you go. So it's, it's ongoing. <laughs> it is ongoing. And that's just, you know, the tip of it, yeah. you know, I mean, we're not even, today we're not going to get into the whole how did the home even get there? The builders, the electricians, the plumbers, everybody yeah, hired amazing. for all that. I mean, it really, you can really go on and on with this, but we figured we'd kind of focus, um, you know, on the mortgage aspect of it and uh, the process of um, the loan and how many people are involved in it. 
And when it gets to the attorney, I mean, he gets it from the beginning when he reviews the contracts for his clients and makes sure that everything is, you know, buttoned up, um, that it's all being done at their best interest. And of course, there's two attorneys. There's the buyer's attorney and the seller's attorney, making sure that the and clients our attorney. are covered. And then <laughs> the right. lender, bank attorney. the bank attorney. Right, right. Yeah. So. No, it's good. Yeah, so there are a lot. A lot of people in the process. Um, and then any other... From the mortgage aspect, I mean, there's countless people that go through a file when, you know, especially even after the person closes, it goes, you know, it's where uploaded does it and go? reviewed. Like, where does it go? <laughs> it it's goes, a big I packet mean, of paper. It's all packaged together and it's going to be eventually sold on the secondary market to a servicing company. That's where 90%, even like, you know, the big banks, they still use a servicing company nine times out of 10 just because they're not in the business of sending you a bill. They want to be able to lend more money out, right? So when it's bought off from a servicing company or from Fannie or Freddie, for instance, that's now $300,000 that I can now lend again because it's no longer money on my line, right? Or, you know, the warehouse line where the money we lend comes off of. So now I can redo the process and help another client is kind of the idea. Right. So yeah, there's countless people. I mean, at the closing day, I'm sure that your buyers have movers lined up, <laughs> you know, there's yeah. probably a painter that's going to come in. There's, yeah, you know, a they cleaning want, person. Yeah. I, it's endless. It is endless, really. It's you guys industry. are the driving force, you know, real estate as a whole drives the economy through the whole country. So it really is a big driver of everything. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's, we're a big, you know. Not a big deal, but I think we're no, a big is. economic factor in the country. It's you know? probably one of the biggest. Yeah, when, yeah. When real estate's doing good, people are comfortable. They're being hired. There's a lot going on. You right. know, people are spending money. They're buying new things. They're, you know, doing what they need to do. The economy's moving. When it starts to slow down, you start seeing people get cautious. Not that the economy is bad. It's just they're like, all right, well, what's going on? <laughs> they start right, to pull back a little what? bit. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, you can get into a whole thing. Like if an area, like the school district, if you're in a desirable area and, you know, the school district is a major playing piece in where somebody decides they want to live. And then, you know, if it's a popular place to live, then you have more building done, more mm -hmm. people moving yeah. to the area. Teachers. I mean, the whole thing is really driven by a healthy real estate economy, yep. depending on where you're at. Um, and with Diane being here with us now, you want to say hello? <laughs> hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Thank you. Well, we're glad you're here. Um, Have that... you done the radio show before? I did. Uh, a did. few ago. years ago, yeah. right? Oh, was yeah. it that long ago? Yeah. 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 So, so you're a veteran. Uh, glad to have you back <laughs> on the show. Yes, yeah, thank you. Um, it'll you know, funnel into what Diane's here to talk about, too. Um, and that is, like what Mike said, Real estate agents are, you know, a driving force in this industry, getting things sold and bought. And um, you're going to talk about uh, people getting in, getting their license and getting into the industry. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a job that's uh, very underestimated by the public. They don't realize how much goes on behind the scenes. I was happy to hear everything that Mike was saying. Um, you'll notice that Going back to, say, 2004, 2003, mm -hmm. when the market was really hot, we see multiple offers. We see a lot more real estate people coming into the that's business. That's when I got my license. Yes, that's when okay. I got my license. So we came in at the same time because it was like a great time to become a realtor. Right. But then we also weathered the storm right. when the market tanks and we stuck it out. Um, that's when a lot of people, unfortunately, have to go for another job right, because right. it's just... I kept saying to people, people say, oh, I'm going to jump ship. You know, it's not worth it. It's economy so bad. I said, but if you stick with this, you will become a fabulous real estate agent because you will become so educated That's, I was through just, this process. And it's the words right, out of my it's mouth. true. Totally. You know, it's really, knowledge. It's yeah, the knowledge oh, that yeah. you develop and you Yeah, you, you come see out with scars, happens. battle yeah, scars. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. but they're, they're good. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. They're and they great. are good. It's, yeah. it's, you put I mean, it in your bag of experience. Well, a lot of people think yeah. they can do it themselves, right? Oh, I can throw my house up online. You know, I'm a I love you guys, what you guys do and bring yeah, to the table. So and I tell people all the time, like, great that you want to sell your house on your own, but you're doing yourself a disservice because you don't want to pay a real estate commission. It's silly. They're, that person's going to work for your best interest and right. get you the best price possible. You're not going to know what the best price is if you no, just throw won't. it up online and say, all right, I think it's worth this much and I'm going to sell it. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Right. You people know? don't understand the process and everything and what we do and valuations and not only that you know getting it on the market and then allowing that energy of being on the market with other realtors and networking the property and 
Yeah, I don't, they don't get it. And but. following the process all the way through, like yeah, you know, yeah, Mike is, yes. <laughs> Mike's on it the whole way through. We're on it the whole way through, yeah. and it's good to have a good rapport with our our mortgage people, our title people, our attorneys. When you know who to work with and why you're working with them, and you put that out to the client, sure. you know why you should be with this person or that person. It's because we have a comfort level, and we see. You know, the great rates you're getting, the um, the fees aren't, you know, you're not banging people over the head with fees. Um, we know that you're committed to your clients and you stay yeah. through the process. It's the, um, the percentage of success, you know, and, you're you know, we're, we're easy to connect with each other. Like I can pick up the phone and call Mike. He'll call us. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, some processing that's uh, out wherever that we can't get a hold of anybody. So, you know, that's nice too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I actually literally just had an agent in my office this morning and we were discussing how she went and gave a comparative market analysis to a client and this woman is feeling that well maybe i can do it on my own now that i have the price yeah, and exactly. that's great and, and is she going to be there she works full-time so is she going to miss out on the showings of her yeah, home yeah she um, will is she going to show her home herself because then she's letting strangers into yeah, her home without say the safety factor yeah and so when questioned by the agent and not a battle question it was just like things that maybe she didn't wasn't aware of um, well, are you going to show the house to every person who comes in? Well, I'll let them look around. Oh, you're going to let complete strangers into your house and let them by look yourself, around right. by not being escorted room by room. Are you going to deal with their attorney? Are you going to deal with their loan officer? Are you yeah. going to vet the buyer? Right. Just like Liz and Mike and yourself are all saying, it's just you have to walk these people through. Yeah, do you know what a different start to close? What yeah. type of offers? Why is this one better than this one based on the loan type or whatever right. the case is? How much they're putting all down? The term. They, yeah, the people don't know that. Yeah. Your average person. Doesn't Your know average that. person doesn't no, know that. And understandably they don't realize how so. Much is, well, they they gain a great appreciation for what's involved yeah. when they do attempt it on their own, which is nice as well because yeah. those are the people who come to us and say, "Wow, I didn't realize what was actually involved." Here. I know my husband's like, "I can't believe uh -huh. what you people do. It's just oh, so much." I said, "Yes, a lot." But, how many? But happily, we do it. Yes, happily, absolutely, you know? absolutely. But how many family job. and friends until they go through the process yeah. say, "Wow, I didn't realize what your job." really was We've and also the funny thing is sometimes is people will you know i've multiple people that i've sold houses for they've decided well i want to get my real estate license because it's so much fun yeah it's like well because I, I love houses i know <laughs> but i think real estate agents i think if you have a good one they're going to make the process feel fun or be fun but in all actuality it's it's very difficult and it's just your professionalism and level and many times people just drop out they're like i can't do this i don't know how you do it it's like well it's just right. the job you know it's fun but it's also serious very serious it's, it's serious business because you know th this is these are people's um the biggest purchase they're making yeah more than that it's it's uh it's fun when it's um we just had a baby and we want to get a bigger house, mm -hmm. or we just got married, or we're planning on living together. So those are the fun things. People don't see the other side that we all see, and that's a divorce, a death, a, right, an illness. Right. You know, so there is a downside to it, but it, it is a serious side to it. We have to take that into account. Well, we do. And with that said, we're going to take a break and we're going to listen to our sponsors. And we come back, we're going to discuss a little bit more about uh, getting your real estate license and what that entails and why it might be a good fit for you. When we come back, Diane will get more into that. Stay tuned. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe & McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com.
This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Are you looking for your dream home? Then choose the best, where we pride ourselves on making your dreams a reality. Our professional agents really listen to your wants and needs and deliver using the latest technology combined with good old-fashioned service. Visit randrealty.com for more information. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. Again, I'm your co-host, Suzanne Dermody, with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty in the Goshen office. And I'm here with my other co-host and friend, Liz Ridgway. And we're here on WTBQ Radio, 1110 AM, 93.5 FM. You're so and good live streaming, yeah. right? People yeah. can live stream on WTBQ.com as well. And so we're here with our guests, Mike Dan Mansart Hello. with Hudson United Mortgage and Diane Marr with our Goshen office. She's our uh, manager in the office and she's here today to talk about recruiting, recruiting, <laughs> what it takes to become a realtor. So tell us. Well, it's good stuff. It's yeah, good stuff. It's all good stuff. stuff. <laughs> and I think it's a great career for a lot of people, men and men and women. Okay. Men and women. Um, if you're looking to do a part-time a little more difficult. I do think that you have to put the time in. Um, I do find it's not that it's not that it's impossible. It is possible um, if you want to supplement an income, but it does take time. It takes energy and it takes uh, dedication. Yeah. I think the part-time sometimes is discouraging for people because maybe they can't make the meetings. They get, they're just kind of losing the cohesiveness of the office, which is really important. I think we have, I, we have I such do a great agree. office. I yeah. do agree. But people think part-time like they have... Or they look at full-time as nine to five. You're not really punching a clock. That's the one thing. You do have flexibility, but you're working some crazy hours. This ain't no nine to five. That's what I tell everybody who's looking to become an agent. It's not that. It's nights, weekends, but it's when you can fit it in. I did it. Busy mom of three. Travel soccer, travel hockey. I did it. And you know what? I had the soccer game in the morning, and I had a client in the afternoon. Right. And I had a client in the morning, and I had a hockey game in the afternoon. Yeah, that's great. And you just do it. But yeah. it's something that you can fit into your life and around your busy personal schedules. Um, and that's what's so nice about the flexibility. you can have a personal schedule, right? Yeah, so the you flexibility. So many people are like, I oh, I can't one. get yes. my kid off the bus, or I can't, no, I'm can't. missing right. this game. I mean, that's that's part of life. I mean, yeah. I, you yeah. know? And it's great to be able to do that now. That's you know? what's so totally. good about real yeah. estate, yeah. It is. And and you kind of find that you can just, you can work it out with your clients that, believe it or not, you're on their schedule. You you are available after work because maybe you are working, so they're after mm-hmm. work and you're after work. Um, but what it takes is education. We were just talking about how just Rand in general, I can, can I say that? Can I brag about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do all the, the time, yeah. The amount of education that is free. And in my opinion, knowledge is power, and I am a complete nerd, and I say it all the time because I just can't believe how much education that they freely give to their agents, and it's just very, very impressive. I'm aware of other companies and what they offer, and no disrespect to anybody, but I have to definitely brag about Oh, yeah, the the company is fabulous, and also their website. Our website, just the user tools, so to make life easier for that agent on the run who you're not sitting in an office you're on the run everything is mobile so if you have a smartphone you're really smart you have right. everything right. you've just got everything at your fingertips including all the documents that have to go to mike van mansart's <laughs> I know. office i know thank goodness they do that now That's it's so amazing nice. your clients are on the run we're very respectful of busy people and their schedules guess what you can electronically sign every document we send you right. and it's legal and it's legit and it's time stamped and dated and that's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. we are all about keeping the process moving but we have to get our agents educated to do that and um in my role that's what i do yeah my, you're very good at it too diane well, thank yeah. you yeah. <laughs> that's my goal because i like to just it's not let's just get you licensed as a realtor it's let's build your career that's my job. If your career is built, then I'm successful. You're successful, right. I'm successful. So, And I think people need to realize if anybody's out there who wants to become a real estate agent, you know, definitely call Diane at our office. It's 845-294-3100. We'll say that a couple times. But that um, it is a career. It's just not something, it's not a job that you're going, it's a career. Like, I'm a real estate agent. I'm a realtor. You know, uh, 
I've been doing it 17 years. Liz, you're, I think, 16, 15. You're just as know. many. Yeah, a lot of years. I'm in my yeah. 17th year, yeah. yeah. So, um, And it's it really has been a great career. You it's know? an absolute career. I and it's a kids, profession. Yeah, it's, kids through college and yes. everything with, you know. Um, we are, I'm extremely, I think you guys know this about me, but very big on ethics, mm -hmm. um, honesty and integrity. And coming in as a professional, we don't, you show up. Uh, looking important, you're dressed, it is a profession, and we treat it as such. Yeah. And when you can sit there and counsel your clients from start to close on a transaction, they have had their hands held, but how do you, how do, you do that? How do you counsel your clients in what you said earlier, the biggest purchase they're ever going to make in mm -hmm. their life, mm -hmm. or one of the biggest purchases? You have to have your own education, mm -hmm. and that's where we're very big on, just training our agents and giving them the tools in their toolbox to carry with them mm -hmm. um, and being able to pull that out under any condition. Yeah, I think sometimes people out there might be thinking, oh, I could never do that. Like, I wouldn't know the first thing to do. Well, none of us knew the first thing right. to do. It starts with the class, which is either in uh, uh, one of the local schools or mm -hmm. OC or, you know. You can do them online and you can do them in person. Or online. I mean, I've, I know what the... I know what the steps are, but right. why don't you educate yeah. everyone else? What is the steps? Let's say I raise my hand tomorrow and say, yeah. you know what? I want to take the dive. I want to be a real estate agent. Okay, what, so what do you do? So happy you asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> because I do invite people to my career nights, and I will be scheduling another one in February. Um, I put them oftentimes on Facebook. Um, but So when you come in to see me on a career night, it's what does it take from start to finish? So you can either register for a class online or take it in person. Once you pass that classroom exam, you then have to go on and pass your New York State licensing exam. Um, and they are they, not complicated exams. And people so many times said, I could never be a real estate agent. I'm so bad at math. I'm like, me too. I'm really bad at math. I said, not really. But you don't have to be a mathematician to become a real estate agent. You don't have agent. to be a mathematician, but I'm going to say this on public radio. I failed my licensing exam the first time I took yeah. it. Yeah, a lot of and people And I'm saying do. that out loud because yeah. you should know that I can. I am really good. You could ask me every question. I'd score 100%. But in writing, I got you know white what? Diane, <laughs> you might have just missed just that one question that you put you over exactly. into the fail category <laughs> because they don't tell you they don't what, tell where you, you went wrong or what your do they yeah, tell you your yeah, score yeah. even they no, just it's say pass, pass or fail, fail. Pass or and fail. so you don't even know if you missed by one question yeah, yeah. No, nor do you care and it's, and you don't but care good for you, you do for going right back oh, no, and doing you do it, it again yeah. and I'm saying that because I don't want to discourage anybody yeah, because here I am now managing it office. yeah I agree I agree the test is not difficult no and. In my career, I've gone from being an agent to a to training agents mm -hmm. in all their tools, and now managing the office, assistant manager to another office. It's it's a lot. It's a career that can actually grow into so many things. Um, last night we celebrated our New York State board. So exciting! Such it a great night. Congratulations to Ron Garofalo, I know. who's our new president. Um, Renee Zerlo, who's mm -hmm. our MLS president. And to be part of an evening where we saw so many people in our local board, I will say proudly that 10 RAND agents are members of boards. And that was an oh, impressive wow. thing last night to see um, just at the Falkirk here in Central Valley. Wow. It was a, a very wonderful evening it was to a great see night. how many people are involved in their yeah. field. Um, so, all right, let's fast forward. You pass your exam, now right. what? You can't just have an agent come in and say, okay, go sell a house. They can't do that. They have to, I always tell everybody who comes into me, all right, that's so great you passed. Now you have to learn to speak real estate. <laughs> right. There's a I, lot yeah. of terms that they yeah, just you... don't even know. What's a FISBO? Yeah. FSBO. It's yeah. like, what? Yeah. And I think there <laughs> are by some owner companies <laughs> out there that might just say, okay, yep, here you go. Let me know how you do. Yeah, get on the phone. Uh, well, that's what's yeah. so oh, superior. My first broker did that. Yeah. My first broker did. And she's a lovely person, but yeah. she said, okay, you got your license. Go sell a house. Yeah. Uh, I did it. I did it <laughs> successfully, but... <laughs> With a lot of nerves, I, that's kind of a little unfair. Well, what they, what you guys train is like not only are you selling a house, but how do you get the referral from that sale, right? It's not just mm -hmm. like I can, you know, I can find a friend of mine yes. and he can say, all right, oh, I want to list my house, and you got, you know, if I was a realtor, say, oh, I'll list it for you, but mm -hmm. that, all right, one deal is not gonna. No, and even need, when it's friends and family, yeah. we we preach it and teach it. Um, Joe Rand wrote our core curriculum 
core standing for client-oriented real estate. And from start to finish, it's all about service. It's yeah. how do you service your clients? And we take that extremely serious. We should have all good reviews. No agent in our company should get a bad review from anyone because you're servicing your clients. We really do practice it and we preach it and we teach it though. So yeah. you have to show up for these classes and learn how to service your client. What does your buyer need? What does your seller need? They have two separate sets of needs. Um, and we walk the agents through that and we give them the tools needed to yeah, do that. Yeah, that's amazing. So do you want to give the um, office phone number again in case anybody sure, wants yeah, to reach out you. to you or your own Absolutely. Yeah, I, I will. Um, the office phone number <laughs> is 845-294-3100. That's the office. And you can call me direct. My phone number is published everywhere. So that's 845-494-7374. If you're interested in a career in real estate, yeah. you may call that number. I will be happy to talk to anyone on a personal one-to-one -one basis. Now, and, go, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say look out for my career nights. There, yeah. were, there were fees involved, and to start a business, because the person is starting a business. 100%. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I don't think it's really that much money it's to not. start your own business in real estate. It has to be the real estate. I think so. entrepreneurial yes. situation to do. Another thing I say with people when I sit with them, where else can you start your own business, open your doors to your own business with probably a thousand dollar investment. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking more like fifteen, but you're like, right. I was going to yeah. say three thousand, but no, I don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, no, I always, I always tell people fifteen, but you're right. It probably is. I'm just thinking a computer. A cell, you need a good yeah, cell phone. Oh well, if you're going to go there, yes, yes, yes. And the, right, the so fees you, to get your classes. I'm assuming under your belt. everybody pretty much has a smartphone, and yeah. that's pretty much your computer there. Uh, if they join us, we've got computers available for the agents uh, that they can start out on. But we like yeah. to get you going. Yeah, there are computers in the office mm -hmm. if somebody doesn't yeah. have a computer. Yeah. But it's joining that board of realtors that's part of your, but that board of realtors is a very, very powerful board. Yeah. So oh, it's good to be part of it. Cut to last night. Absolutely mm -hmm. was. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I was surprised there wasn't, they, I didn't see any mortgage brokers night. here last yeah. night, but it was definitely a great night. We had a lot of fun. So let's have Mike give his contact information oh, in case anybody yeah. wants to reach out. You're welcome to check out my reviews on Zillow. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> um, but no, my uh, telephone number directly is 845-239-6565. I work seven days a week. If you ever want to just have a question or need a pre-approval, um, go ahead and give me a call. Well, thanks for tuning in to The Real Real Estate Show. Uh, we had fun today. I hope everybody got, got something out of it. And uh, we're here every Monday at 10 a.m. So we'll see you next time.